Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. going to believe what's happened. I understand being in the wrong place at the wrong time, but I've been shat on not once, not twice, but three times by birds in the last week. Dear listeners, what is that all about? It's lucky and we know that. We all know that it's lucky. So I should consider myself very lucky. I feel lucky because one, I'm getting to talk to you lovely lot. And two, we've got the superstar, the woman who is changing pop self-esteem on the show today. Whoop, whoop. How lucky is that? That's worth three bird poos alone. And it's Trans Day of Visibility. So we're going to be starting the show by discussing who your trans heroes are, no less. And we're also going to be talking about the Oscars because so much happened and you all had so many reactions to it all. But before we do all of that, don't forget... You can always contact us with your stories, your loving letters, all the rest of it, and your complaints, by the way, at hello at homosapienspodcast.com. If you haven't realised now by episode 943 or whatever it is we're on, I love a gas. So get in touch, have a gas with me, or do that over on at homosapiens on Instagram and on Facebook. And as always, please, God, leave us a review and you might win a t-shirt good or bad, we read them out. Them's the rules. But first, shall we look at the inbox? Yes, Chris, let's. Felix has been in touch. Dear Chris, moi, and the Homo Sapiens team. I've been a fan of the show for almost two years now. Felix, I love that. Thank you so much. I recently listened to your Guilty Feminist Homo Sapiens crossover episode, still available on the feed, and was struck by Deborah Francis White and Chris's conversation re her hookup culture that apps like grinder and tinder enable have you just ever noticed that grinder and tinder spelt pretty much the same um grinder and tinder i wanted to share with you my photography series hosts which seeks to recreate the experience of using grinder and which explores the idea of hosting and being hosted in someone's home When I began the series, I considered many of the issues Deborah raised, such as the way individuals risk their personal safety when having hookups. I'm conscious of the fact entering a stranger's home in order to have sex carries with it a certain level of privilege, male privilege, because traditionally men might not be so scared. uh, What we were saying in the show, this is me coming into the email and explaining uh, that men might not be so scared of being attacked by another man, because if you're a man, they might be able to 
hold your own a bit more. That's what we were saying on the thing. Obviously, it's not as um, simple as that and all the rest of it. Uh, the series also acknowledges the way in which the pandemic made use of Grinder, especially taboo. I personally found it frustrating that the UK government failed to acknowledge how challenging living through the various lockdowns would be as a single person, regardless of gender or sexuality. They should have given us sex bubbles, shouldn't they, Felix? Uh, These photographs were taken from June 2021 onwards. I specifically wanted to illuminate the vulnerability, strength and above all dignity of each person I photographed so as to remove the stigma that using Grindr sometimes carries with it. Interesting, really interesting, Felix. Alongside particular portraits are responses to the question, what does intimacy mean to you? What a cool project, Felix. Thank you for getting in touch. What does intimacy mean to me? Is what I'm choosing to answer your question. Mm, gosh, we talk about it a lot on this podcast, don't we? Intimacy means to me connection. Connection while being your true authentic self and not being scared to show your true authentic self, your true authentic wants, needs and desires. That's what I think it is. And it's honesty and it's openness. A few too many words to go on a t-shirt there, Felix. But, you know, maybe see if any of it chimes with you. Uh, We also got lots of other voice notes because the Homo Sapiens Guilty Feminist podcast crossover live episode was a mashup. And so we did lots of like, what are the pillars of queerness that you don't traditionally get on board with? Or what are things about you that are, are not very queer? Because... It's, I mean, everybody has them. I said, I'm a gay man, but I love going to B&Q, for example. Lots of you actually, we didn't get to them all. So let's hear some others because they were very, I loved them. This is Chris, he wrote in, not me, listeners. So I'm an LGBTQ plus person. And I have to say that I just don't get Madonna and I don't get Mariah Carey. I'm sorry to everyone who finds them inspirational and entertaining, but they just don't do it for me. They kind of bore me. Sorry, don't come for me. Uh, Chris. Chris, 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 Chris. Still processing, if I'm honest. Still processing. I want you to reach for your subscribe button. Click unsubscribe. And I want you to think about what you've done. The hurt. Do you know what? I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Um, Of course, Chris, I'm only joking. Thank you for sharing that. I think anyone who is doing it their own way, I'm all for it. And um, listen, Mariah, Madonna, Kylie, they are my North Star. So it's going to be tricky for me to be able to relate. But we don't have to relate. What we have to do is understand we are one big family with many different needs and wants who all stick together and love each other. So I support your absolutely impossible views. No, that's a joke. Let's have a listen to Freddie. So, um... Sorry, baby noises. That's Freddie McConnell, trans dad, who came on the show and is just a recently a new dad. So that's the baby in the background. Sorry, I had to interrupt because I got overexcited. Um, I am LGBTQ+, plus, but I've never been able to get into horoscopes and that kind of thing. It's not that I think it's silly. I just genuinely don't understand like why it's interesting. <laughs> that sounds really judgy. Anyway, that's honesty. Um, and also the whole like diva thing you know worshipping divas like Mariah Carey or uh, I can't even think of any others um I've never really I've been able to get into that so I feel like I'm a very bad gay on that front well I'm uh, I've had enough of this Mariah bashing for crying out loud Freddie we I thought we were friends you know you sent me egg crisps you sent our listeners egg crisps then you go and reveal stuff like this um 
I get it. Whatever works for you. I mean, congratulations on your new baby, Freddie. I'm so excited that they are here. And it's been wonderful to watch it unfold on Instagram. Um, I hope you're getting some sleep. Now, what does Hari have to say? Probably going to slag off Mariah. I absolutely loathe and detest musicals, all of them. Ugh, I can't stand them. Apart from Taboo the Musical, written by Boy George, based loosely on his life and Lee Bowery's and the whole club scene, um, just for its extreme campness and fabulosity and a cast of characters that have just meant so much to me throughout my entire existence on this planet. Hari, thank you for your message. Uh, musicals. I mean, listen, I kind of love them, but I like the ones that do more than you think they're doing. Like it's all gloss and glamour and sparkle, but then it's making you think that's my sweet spot for a musical. You know, Alan was famously in Cabaret for many, many times. And that is my dream kind of musical. Everybody loves Jamie. Great. Cause it's about something, but I don't know. I mean, I don't, they slightly as synonymous with the Sunday afternoon for me when I was a kid, which made me feel sad because I didn't want to go to school, but you know, that's very niche, isn't it, darling? Um, Thank you so much for those messages and thank you for sharing all those things that make you feel like a LGBTQ plus alien because you're not. We all have our own idiosyncrasies and am I angry? No. No. Now, I want to talk about the Oscars, but first I want to talk about Trans Day of Visibility. We asked, who are your trans icons for Trans Day of Visibility? Lots of the alumni of this here podcast on there. Harry Neff says, Rachel Panda, she's amazing. Captain Nina says, Sean Fay, Sean Fay available on the feed. Go and have a look. Munro Bergdorf says, Captain Nina Collada. Do you know what we're going to do? Let's share links to anyone who our listeners have mentioned who they think of their trans icons in the stories so that people can see them who we've interviewed i mean mj rodriguez says dan also a previous guest jan morris harry josie giles who's an orcadian edinburgh poet and that is from how do you like your ebsen thank you so much for that lots of munro bergdorf's in here charlie craggs i follow charlie on instagram and really fascinating person actually i want i want charlie to come on the show so we must do that Craig says a lovely thing here. My colleague, Abby, who does trans awareness sessions at work to increase trans visibility, love a bit of grassroots stuff. They don't have to be big and famous. Proctor says D. Ryder as well. Adam Starkey says Juno Dawson and, and love Juno. Also in the middle of reading Lauren John Joseph's At Certain Points We Touch. Um, not a book I've heard of, so thank you very much. New books coming from Monroe Bergdorf soon. Sean Fay, The Transgender Issue. If you haven't read it, You've got to read it. I don't know if MJ Rodriguez has written a book, actually. I hope she does. She's being terribly glamorous in Hollywood. That's all I can imagine. She's probably barely got time to write a book. She's sort of, wasn't she on the front cover of Time magazine, or am I dreaming? Speaking of Hollywood, <clears throat> I'm still processing the Oscars on Sunday night. And I know that they are famously have become something which doesn't have as many viewers. So I bet some people somewhere were quite pleased that there was quite a lot of drama surrounding it. There were some lovely queer firsts, though, which I want to draw attention to. Ariana DeBose became the first openly queer woman of colour to ever win at the Oscars, which was such a beautiful moment. I'm thrilled for her. And then Niecy Nash and wife Jessica Betts were on the catwalk. It's not a catwalk, it's a red carpet. 
as a couple and that was beautiful dr ronks who i don't know if any of you follow uh non-binary amazing doctor but also activist and very funny person shared all their favorite bits and i was really enjoying it and elliot page also on the red carpet just looking like a total hunk in lovely black tie and gaga and liza minnelli of course presenting best picture and wanda sykes saying gay 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 in response to the florida don't say gay thing was just uh, for me a wonderful moment to see and then will smith punched chris rock which was a whole thing that really really lit a touch paper with you lot because when we shared it on instagram just saying what do you think like such a broad spectrum of reactions so i'll dive in with what some of you said Violence is never okay was a lot of what you said. Johnny Penders, not acceptable. You can make your point without violence. Prince Androgyny said Smith had every right to get angry, but he should have used words, not violence. Ed thinks it was set up. No security intervention. Then he shouts from his seat. Come on, Ed, conspiracy theory is okay. Herbie says, I get why he was angry, but not the way to respond. Words are more effective than fists. Now, if anyone actually hasn't heard of what happened... Uh, Chris Rock made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith's wife, being in G.I. Jane 2 because she has a shaved head. She had a shaved head at the ceremony. Jada Pinkett Smith has actually been very open about the fact that she has alopecia, which is a hair loss condition. He's apparently also taken the piss out of her once before. There's a bit of stuff going on between those, those three. There's a bit of history. Will, Chris, Jada, don't know it underinformed over here but will did not like it so when he made the joke about jada being in gi jane 2 will went up on stage at the oscars and punched well slapped chris rock in the face and everyone thought it was like a gag because it was so shocking and it wasn't and i was just i couldn't believe it like i still can't get my head around it anyway freddie mcconnell who just you know slagged off Mariah Carey, uh, I'm only being silly, Freddie, says, all bad and weird, hope Jada is okay. Do you know what? That's the closest to what I feel about the whole thing so far. Sean Bean said, I wonder if that's the actor, Sean Bean. Yes, crude joke at a woman's expense, not cool. Claire says both sides are equally wrong. So some people are pro it, some people not. Lots of people basically coming down on not, violence is not okay, which is what Joe Malone says. Adam says, Chris was wrong, as was Will. The only one I feel for is Jada, absolutely. I saw lots of people bubbling up saying that a, a woman can defend herself and maybe Will shouldn't have gone up there and slapped him. Don't know. Doesn't Will present as a life guru these days, says Stefan Evans. Interesting. Paul says it's toxic masculinity is its finest. Doppelganger says not okay at all. Shiny Bryony says something which I'm really interested in. Don't punch down with your jokes. And don't slap out with your hands. No one is in the right. It was punching down with the joke. That's what I think is unkind about it. And that's really what I personally find to be the most disappointing thing about it. Mm, I wonder how it will play out in the next few weeks. Let's see, eh, listeners. Thank you so much for all your thoughts, though. Good to talk it out. Um, oh, there's a bumblebee at my window. Trying to get in. Go on, can knock itself out, keep smacking against the window. All the little birds and the bees are coming out now, it's really sweet. I found the biggest spider you have ever seen in, oh, bees back, um, in my life yesterday. It ran through the kitchen, you know when something runs through the kitchen and went under a cupboard and I was like, well, 
that means it's going to come and get me later. So I tried to find it, nothing. Then there was, I've got like an enamel bowl, which is very slippery on the sides, almost like a bathtub. And I found it in there. So it obviously got stuck in there. But I swear it was so big, it could actually look back at me. I could tell what expression it had. I think it had eyebrows. It was that intense. That's spring for you, though. And I've got daffodils and I've got ramps growing in my garden. If you remember, if you were listening this time last year, me and Alan used to talk about ramps a lot because he had lots growing. So wild garlic, basically. And you can chop it. You can grow this wherever, if you've got a, even if you've got a tub at home. You chop it up and you make pesto and it's delicious. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Uh, aside from my culinary delights, I've got another delight for you. It's self-esteem. The wonderful pop star who is everybody's favourite pop star at the moment. She writes incredible songs that seem to sum up what so many people are feeling right now. She's a queer woman who is making a lot of other queer people feel seen, a lot of making a lot of women feel seen. And I love her. She's really funny. And actually, I did actually meet her years ago when she was in a different band under a different guise. It's so lovely to see how well she's doing. So have a listen to my lovely chat with self-esteem. It's coming right up. It's here. It's not coming right up. It's here now. You've been busy, haven't you? Yeah, it's crazy. It's great. I just could do with. I realise I haven't had a good idea for a while because mm. you're doing stuff. So I begged for some ideas time <laughs> on a meeting today with my manager. So April, hopefully I'm going to try and do nothing and hopefully have, you know, some more genius to to give to the world. <laughs> in, in all this craziness, which is, you know, your album being such a massive success and, you know, the whole world alighting upon you as their new leader. I know a lot of your ideas come from little text notes and stuff. Like, are you still writing those text notes or are they? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm still, I mean, it's all still there. It's just, I think so much of, so much of this was born out of just, I've just been feeling like I've been on the sidelines my whole life. And, Mm. and now it's, it's a really weird experience suddenly being like, I'm a small fish in a big pond now, you know, having been quite a, cocky big fish in a, in a small pot for a very long time <laughs> so take it's more adjustment for sure yes and what does that feel like in I mean people make a thing or maybe they don't make a thing maybe someone made a thing about age and stuff and we're like a relatively similar age and um I love being the age I am and I think it's different because I'm not a woman in music but I remember Lily Allen saying this thing where she said the problem is that I have just worked out what I want to say as everyone's decided they don't want to listen to me anymore. Yes exactly that I'm just it takes it's took me till now to have a quiet enough brain and a a sense of myself that's sure enough to be able to make good work without an agenda like everything I make now is just truly what I need to and I feel like I'm at 35 coming from a place that you know all the men I've made music with have been out since they were 18 you know and it is Mm. it's disgusting and I'm very real and sometimes I get really down about it um but Mm. I suppose I've just got to keep banging my drum about it really but like all the hype over this album I'm like yeah because I finally didn't care anymore I I was safe in a studio. I was working with someone who didn't just want to always override me just for the sake of overriding me. And people left me alone. I like all that. And I just feel so Mm. awful because if if you're a woman and you're in any way talented and you want to write songs, they're just, 
you know, there's a, there's a train you just sort of get shoved on and uh, it's a bad analogy, but like, yeah, you, you've got to like, I only just now get it. And I feel like my life just starting and already mm. it's like, nah, they don't want to play me on, you know, big radio stations and things. So I'll go. Do they really say I'm that? I, I get the feeling. Yeah. It's really difficult. It's really, really difficult for me to get the traction of a 28 year old, you know, and I, mm. it's, but I, but I have to keep coming back all the time and going, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I have to make the mm. art has to be there for me. And, you know, as long as people stop saying to me, oh, you were so underrated. <laughs> it's like, I really, I'm mm. really enjoying that stopping because I'm deeply rated now. <laughs> so that's but is, it, is there also like um, a thing in the idea that if you choose to ignore all of those things that are standing in your way, let's imagine there's radio stations who aren't playing you because they want to play 28-year-olds or 21-year-olds, by the way. Is it like if you give in to that, then you're giving into the problem you're trying to fight so there's no way you can you have to continue you have to yeah yeah I, yeah, I do I, I sometimes I'm like but I don't want to make a statement all the time I don't want to be radical Chris Martin please he doesn't think he doesn't yes have to think about what he's wearing every day he doesn't have to kick back against the system that's so heavily weighted against him but tough shit bitch you're not Chris Martin yet <laughs> Is what I say to myself in the mirror. Well, you wear those lovely, colourful trousers when you are. Well, you see, I recently had an, a review that was really damning from oh. a live show. And, and look, I can be self-deprecating and I can second-guess myself. My li- You can't say my live show is shit. You just can't. <laughs> um, mm. The reviewer... <laughs> I've seen the choreo. I know, right? You, you can't. Yeah. Uh, but he was like, you know, was disappointed with what I was wearing, was his, the main <gasps> Um mentioned why like how old I was where I'm from barely mentioned the music and I did go on a bit of a tirade about it and was just like you know you don't give Chris Martin three stars if he doesn't come out in his Lemmy's outfit you know what I mean you just <laughs> he comes and then I googled their last tour and he wore a navy blue t-shirt with a white long sleeve t-shirt under it that's what he wore every night five stars oh. and everyone's having the time of their life at Coldplay shows I'm like honestly and yeah you're right I get a bit down about it especially if I'm tired I just think well I could just put 10 uh, acoustic ditties out and wear a t-shirt and uh, you know that's what men get to do all the time but yeah it's why I'm here and I guess my purpose up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
what I find really interesting about the discussion around you, around you, with you, whatever, people talk a lot about your lyrics and what it's about and the messages and all the things that you're fighting for, which obviously I do want to talk about because they amazing messages that speak to me and many other people. But also, I haven't heard many people, which I feel like is related to what you're just saying. I haven't heard many people talk about like, what are your influences musically? And like, who do you love? And where did this album come from in that sense? Who are your influences? Um, majorly Kanye, actually. Like, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is like my number one thing ever. Wow. And the breadth of that and the, the sonics of that is like everything I care about, really. Um, I'm really into Perfume Genius, especially mm. Shape. The, the way that No Shape sounds is like perfection. I'm really, really interested in like really fat, heavy, low end frequencies and high beautiful strings and brass and stuff very mm. not very interested in mid frequencies <laughs> i could not possibly <laughs> shit about guitars or synths or anything um oh, okay. and i just like the visceral like as uh, when i'm you know i you know i produce as well and i but I, but I haven't got the like technical skills, but I can, I, I explain what I need it to feel like and then we'll find it, you know, and mm. that's the bit I like the most, you know, and no one asks me about making the actual music, um, mm. which is fine, you know, but it, I think it's, that's sexist as well. Like people don't think I'm involved in that bit, I guess, or I wouldn't know that bit, but I'm really, oh, interesting. Yeah, and uh, Kate Bush, obviously Bowie stuff, um, mm. Perfume Genius, Really big Katy Perry prism fan. That's all the time for me. There's a blueprint for Prioritize Pleasure, definitely, was that, like, beginning, middle, and end. I think that's a really perfect album. And I think it's pop with cleansing, (laughs) which is what I wanted to make. And then I'm really influenced by, like, performance art and stuff like that. So every time I'm getting a bit lost, I just sort of think, you know, read some Marina Abramovich shit and go... You know, we have every right to make whatever we need to. Mm, that's lovely. That, the, the nature of that, those female performance artists like Laurie Anderson and those kind of yes. people really bring the centre me. Who we interviewed on this podcast, Laurie Anderson. No way. Yeah. Oh my God, that's amazing. Whether or not you believe in religion or whatever, you know, but I, 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 I believe in spirituality and... I know, I knew obviously I was interviewing her I knew stuff about Laurie Anderson but like I didn't know everything yeah. I mean I knew she was a Buddhist is what I'm trying to say yeah. but she walked into the room and then just energy just emanated from her like it was just she and that is Buddhism and it's you know like the stuff she does transcend transcendental meditation and um she was extraordinary and is it's the confidence to be an artist through and through you know and i and i do think that's rare and i think we all need to not give ourselves such a hard time for not knowing what we want to do until we're 35 40 45 50 you know like i i don't know i feel it as much and it's different i'm not an artist who's putting out music and having to like you know present to the record company what i want that's going to also going to sell and also da, 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 da. you know it is different but i do think that I am really, as I'm about to hit 40, really, ah, that hurt. Um, really trying not to buy into that shit, you know, of like, I should have done it all by now and not letting that voice in. Because I do think to be an artist of any description, 
and to be a person in general, you do need this like messiah-like self-belief. And I think that's really rare. And I think it's okay not to have it is what I that's something I'm always trying to tell myself because yeah. pe- very few people pop out the box like Laurie Anderson who's like she just is an artist and she has no I, I'm sure she's full of fears but like she seems just very capable of doing that yeah same with Marina but and and that's why I think there is in another like another timeline of my life I would have I think that is what I am like but being from the north being um, in a, in a band with lads and everything was the pit the piss was taken all the time sincerity was not celebrated you know and it was but it's been bad I'm mean, to survive my 20s I had to pretend I didn't really mean this and, and I didn't I wasn't super ambitious and you know that's why like I love Gaga and because she's committed and especially as being British, it's really hard to be that without people taking the royal piss out of you. And I, mm. I don't know, you probably notice I do this thing of like, I, I'm really serious about what I do, but then I'm like, blah, 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 kind of all, you know, all this <laughs> yeah. kind of, sort of hate that. But then I'm also like, fuck it. That is also me. That's part of who I am, I suppose. But, but yeah, it's, it, it, it's interesting you say that. And that's why I, I get such, when I get really disillusioned or, out of ideas or I feel really stupid off the, the feeling I feel most I still feel it all the time is like deep um embarrassment mm-hmm. <laughs> versus mm-hmm. in, in extreme sincerity <laughs> and <then Yes. laughs> battle and uh when I'm really lost like delving back into the work of like Laurie Anderson stuff just makes me when someone's just that confident and that in it and that just like it's not up for discussion whether or not they're going to commit to their point I'm yes. like oh yeah that's I, I have every right to do that too, even though I'm not, you know, some daft from Rob's room, do you know what I mean? Like- <laughs> One of the things I was thinking that was so wonderful about your music um, is, I'm trying to think how to phrase this. So one of the things I love about Florence's music is like, it is this guttural release of internal emotion, but it's also in this magical twist it has this kind of what's it another word for magical like it feels ethereal ethereal and ooky ooky <laughs> and, <laughs> and from from another dimension do you yeah. know what i mean like it's witchy yeah. and it's all this and i and i was thinking i remember thinking when i first heard your music i was like oh who knew that you could get all of that but actually be talking about going down the pub you know what I mean? Like you can, all that guttural emotion is contained within going down the pub. Whereas for me, I, one of the things I felt like Florence embodied a lot of emotion, but by putting it somewhere else, putting it somewhere in the stars and the witches and the, you know, flames bobbing around. And actually you're doing this. I felt like you were doing the same for me, but it's like, oh, I'm texting someone, you know? And I I love lyrics about text. (laughs) I write so many lyrics about the fact I can't do maths. (laughs) And like, uh, yeah, like app dating. But yeah, that's, it's, it, nothing makes me feel more alive than telling the truth. I feel really uncomfortable if I, if I Mm -hmm. commit to, if I'm, I've never, even in slow club, I found it really hard to, I would pepper it with metaphor because that, sort of got a yes more you know that mm. my songs would get yeses if if they were a bit less um honest I guess because mm. because because that translates as 
she gets as upset as me all the time <laughs> and i relate to that <laughs> yeah and she well because she's all credibly authentic it depends the lens that she's putting it through but she's authentic i think she's a stone cold genius just really inspiring as well because she's like mega famous like got super duper duper famous and the pressure of that i'm feeling the tiniest teaspoon right now um, mm. and it's tangled my brain to be honest with you this year and to just she she does it right she stays quiet she does her thing she works on the music she focuses on on the music she's never got Mm. sidelined by all the bullshit or like at least it feels like she hasn't Mm. do you know what I mean um yeah what do you think it is that is tangling your brain in this moment well I just today and I was like, what's wrong with me? I've got everything I wanted and now I'm just crying all the time. I think we can put this to a beat, by the way, if you like. <laughs> Someone on Twitter was like, oh, nationwide adverts, like I do this all the time. I was like, fuck off, no, it isn't. <laughs> I'm not doing disingenuous poetry for loads of cash. I wish I was. How dare they? Yeah. Listen, this is your 2023. Um, go on, sorry. I, I don't know. I like I said, big, big little fish, big pond, and mm. I and I'm really good at owning me and celebrating me and telling everyone else to do that about themselves. But when you're faced with like no dresses that fit on a photo shoot or at the Brits, like one of the Saturdays went down the carpet in front of me and everyone was cheering, I went down total silence. <laughs> Doctor Who's <laughs> behind me, loads of cheering. There's just no way around how that isn't. Not very. It's not very nice, but mm-hmm. I also am not bothered. I don't want to be a household TV name, you know, in, in that mm-hmm. way. I do like. Do you know what I mean? I think it's it, yeah. really easy to be like, oh, she just wants fame, and I, and I think maybe in my twenties I did, but now I really get so fucking horny for making the work. And the best mm-hmm. thing about any success has been, I can see more opportunities to make more work and. And maybe, God willing, some budgets. <laughs> and like, because I've made everything out of fucking nothing my whole life. Like, mm. that's what excites me. But that's in conflict with this, you know, the side of the celebrity part of it that's not that I'm a celebrity, but like the way you sort of, yeah, it's a real, it's a real fucking weird one. And I, a yes. buddy of mine's really telly famous and he was like, nothing ever. He's really happy, really successful, but when red carpets are like that and people don't cheer for him, he can't. He was like, I'm always like upset. I'm not more famous, even though I don't care. (laughs) Yes. So that's knocked me off my high horse a bit, I think. Or it's just adapting to a new level of what's going on. And also no days off. I've not had a single day off this year, apart from like two Mm. brutal hangovers. So maybe you just need a holiday. I think you need a holiday. And I think it's really interesting how, 
I suppose the the truth is that it's an industry, isn't it? You know, and it's kind of weird because you can enter that industry as Robert Pattinson being uh, in Twilight and you sign on to this thing that is a is a, a franchise and because it went well, because sometimes it doesn't, a billion people are obsessed with you. And that's screaming for Robert Pattinson, I'm not going to put words in his mouth, can be utterly empty because he's like, you just love Twilight, not me, type thing. But at that same event, that person can be going down the red carpet ahead of you. And then behind them is you, who has done all this introspection and found how to express yourself so truly. And it's actually got you somewhere, but it hasn't got you to being Robert Pattinson. But that's okay, I I hope. But, you know, it's like, so... But you and that had to rub up against each other in that moment. Yes, Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And 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 it's and it sucks. But what I think is amazing is that you're able to verbalize it and discuss it and say this is what's going on because so often that it's that's the thing that people can't. And actually, what they do is they go off and find go and get really drunk and kind of process it like that, or they do you know like to be aware of where you're at in that moment is a remarkable achievement, which I only think comes with age. Yeah, I agree. If this was happening to me ten years ago, I'd be an absolute nightmare. It'd been mm. awful. Yeah, yeah. I, like it makes so much sense how many people die at twenty-seven. You know, because it, it's it's very odd. And making for me, making music is such a. It's all I've ever done, and it's so sort of internal and personal. And yeah, I make it with gigs in mind actually, and and I'm and I now make music mm-hmm. with band in mind and how it will feel for us all to perform it, but. It's fucking weird when you you put it all and it goes in the little metaphorical can and you're just sat there. You it's finished six months before anyone hears it and it it's a really um, private thing that that obviously has to not be private for long and it mm. messes with your brain a bit. And I, I've always put music out to you know a handful of people have liked it i've never had a bad review it's always been you know all the albums i made it's local we were it's always been all right you know but i've never had this like massive turnaround and support and and love and, and i think i'm just having a natural uh, question mark scratching my head <laughs> to it you know yes. yeah, i just and i don't know what comes next and that what i hope is with the tools i've got because i'm 35 yeah you know i just take it in my strides a bit slower and stay as present as possible and make another one and knowing what's what's working and what's not working for you in any given moment and having the courage to say that even when that's going to piss the room off you know I think that's the thing I really struggle with like still it's like yeah it's sort of but only you know it's it's really weird when you're the center of it all weirdly everyone is doing it for you but sometimes not everybody's advocating for you or anyone is advocating for you in the weirdest sense because they're trying to do other things and it is all for you so sometimes it can be quite a lonely place because you're like everyone's like but we're doing this for you and you're like i know that (laughs) (laughs) exactly you really articulated some shit for me yeah and and what i've noticed is people will want an endless amount of stuff from you and And in, and what I do is go like me versus them uh, <laughs> sort of vibes happen in my mind, and I'm like, no, but they literally are you. You have every right 
to say what you want. And then I have this guilt because we hustled for so long and I wanted this so badly that I'm like, well, mm. I can't complain. But yeah, it's all, um, you know, I'll adjust, I think, and I'll, I'll either quit it all and start that ex- Zumba class that I could throw to. Um, that's the end of part one. Click the link for part two is in the episode description. So go and click that there. Stay tuned for part two. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.